0: Thank you. Welcome back to another new episode of Her with Amina Brown. And Matt is here in the living room with me. Okay. Because we have a few more road stories that we can say publicly. Um, Some of the road stories we do have, they just will not make this podcast. Mm -hmm. I will give y'all a little plug right quick, though, that we have been making bonus episodes uh, from these episodes <laughs> on my Patreon. So shout out to my Patreon supporters. We really appreciate you all. Our Patreon supporters, um, in addition to just helping support my creative work in general, specifically are supporting us helping make this podcast uh, continue to be accessible so that we can provide transcripts mm-hmm. and uh, things like that from the podcast, which you can find in the show notes, second plug. Show so, notes. Uh, you can find the link to the show notes in the description on whichever podcast player you're using. If you don't remember any of that, the show notes are also on aminabrown.com slash her with Amina. So if you want... Not quite the dinner party versions, because there's there's three levels to road stories. There's the road stories we tell y'all on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Then the if there's a little more scandal, we just put it behind the paywall on Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> if it's like super scandalous and or involves naming names.
1: Catch me in the streets.
0: Yeah, yeah. We don't really put them things on recordings. So that way y'all know if y'all see us at a dinner party. Hmm. You know, we have a few enter- entertaining things. If it
1: comes back up and be like, did I say
0: that? Uh, <laughs> no, hmm, I not don't me. remember. Oh, hmm. Also, this reminds me, um, this has nothing to do with the podcast, but right quick, this reminds me of an episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm that we watched. Okay. Where uh, Larry David was talking about the importance of being able to be a good middle okay. at the dinner party, that right? Is I don't know if you a this episode. Thing. Everybody can't do it. Where like you have, especially if you have a dinner party where everyone's actually sitting all at the same table,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and you've got the people who are on the end, but the people who are on the long side of the table that are sitting in the middle. Uh, y'all have to go back and like actually watch this Larry David episode if you like that kind of thing. But I always think about us when uh, I think about the concept of the middle, because I feel like we're both people that you could totally sit in the middle, you know, mm-hmm. of the row of people that we may or may not know at a dinner party. Mm-hmm. And first of all, we have lots of stories that we can tell. Yep. And lots of questions we can ask to yep. sort of get other people talking. So.
1: And we don't have to tell stories if somebody else is telling stories. That oh, I can. Mm, that's a that's a whole mm. other skill. To be like, wait, hold up. I'm the one who be telling story. How are you going to tell a story when I tell... You got a story? It's cool. Tell your
0: story. That's a really good point you made, babe, because I think... I think especially when you are, by nature, like, a performing artist, I think people assume that means that you have to be the ham. Mm-hmm. I really don't know why ham is the term. Mm-hmm. That pe- did you grow up hearing that? would be like, oh, so-and-so's I a
1: ham. I did, and I love ham, so I always <laughs> took it as a compliment. I'm like, ham it up. <laughs>
0: You're like, mm, that person must be oh, delicious. Yes, right on. I
1: take another slice. <laughs> you want, you want another slice of this ham? Let's go.
0: But I, I, even though I became a performer, I did not actually grow up being a ham. I was more like uh, withdrawn and subdued. But I think you made a great point there, babe. That part of being a good dinner party guest is having a good story on hand to tell, but not having to tell it.
1: See, yeah. I think that in my 20s, I was totally a ham.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: I didn't know how not to be on. I didn't know how not to perform. Oh, there's anybody here? If I know you or not, oh, we putting on a show. Every picture I've seen of myself from like... 19 till about 23 24 I'm just doing something crazy I'm not smiling regular I'm not just like in the picture I'm like you know, gum under a shoe or something I don't know man I'm just making up some weird whatever the weird thing I I just would get around people and it would just explode and then I think as I got older I started to understand hey man got you start to become more more aware of yourself, I think, you know what I mean, and aware of those around you, right, and, right. And for everybody who's around me at that time, I can understand. <laughs> I might have been a lot. I might have been a lot. There's pluses and minuses to being aware of yourself and what's going on, kind of like what we were talking about just a second before we hit record. I had some headphones on, and I said, let me take these headphones off real quick so I don't talk like I have podcast boy, voice.
0: Because when you
1: put the headphones on, what did you say they said to you?
0: They told me They told me my first time in the studio, I put the headphones on. They were like, uh, can we get another take? Because they said I sounded like a smooth jazz radio host.
1: Can you give us a taste?
0: <laughs> I think it probably sounded something like, well, you know, in my life, when I'm thinking about... <laughs> Certain things, you know, when I really contemplate the meaning of life, which is really not what I would sound like conversationally. Nah, you know, you would Uh -uh. never do that if you were like talking with your friends or hanging out or whatever. Being regular, yeah, it can be it can be easy in podcast space to get to that voice. So we try very hard here um, not to give you that. Plus, in the living room, we don't have use for those voices. I also do
1: think that, like with the advent of camera phones, we are all are much more aware of ourselves mm. than maybe we were at one point in time, yeah. and probably some for the better, some things it'd probably be good to be aware of you know what I mean, right, know, that's know true. some things about yourself, some tendencies or whatever it is. but now it's like, oh, I gotta hold my chest and tuck my chin in this weird way <laughs> and smile this weird way, so you'll see I'm Man, I'm forty-four years old. I'm gonna be forty-five in September, but let's just keep this thing going. I'm just gonna be the age I am and exactly. talk the way I talk. And anyways, I did take the headphones off though, because
0: that's right. No no headphones here, everyone. We're both we're both headphonesless. This is not
1: a smooth jazz podcast. <laughs> is, I don't know if there's a the such Apes. thing as gravel
0: jazz. I don't know what what what, what, what this <laughs> would call it that jazz. we're doing, but it is not smooth oh, jazz. Yeah. So today in our our road stories epithets that we hope to give you all. We wanted to center on the food, which, mm. honestly, outside of the fact that we were getting paid and we were on the road, mm. and I, like anyone, enjoy getting paid. Um, I miss that part, that part of the road, although we are now getting paid just to not be on the road as much, right? I miss that part. But I do miss the food part more. Yes, Because we got to travel to some cities and eat really, really good. I feel like it took... First of all, I feel like it took me some time professionally to get to a point where I felt that I could ask for a better travel schedule. So I feel like my first few years on the road, like, everything was chaos. Mm -hmm. But that felt kind of rock star for a little while. Yeah, because you you had to get up and go. You had that early morning flight, Mm -hmm. you get
1: up, catch that flight, you fly in just in time to do the sound check, go out there, do your thing. Got to catch a quick nap before you catch that early flight back, you're in and out.
0: Everything, everything. So I think that felt rock star for a little while until it didn't. (laughs) (laughs) Until it started feeling like, especially once your your road schedule started filling in more. Mm -hmm. And then for us, because we weren't artists, whether we were solo artists when we did our solo things, or uh, when we travel together performing, like we both were both an artist, right? Like we have some artist friends that they never do gigs in the morning, like mm-hmm. ever. All right. their gigs are at night. Whether they're in a band or they DJ or whatever their art is, like their their things happen at night. Mm-hmm. So you don't see those people before noon or one PM. They mm-hmm. don't they don't take gigs at that time. But both of us have had the experience in our artistic lives mm-hmm. of having to be both and artist, where we had to do night gigs Man. and sometimes the next day had to be up in the morning for some like Nine to five could be like a corporate gig. We had Mm -hmm. to go. I mean, I know that's happened when we were on the road. You had to do a gig out of town. Then you had to fly back in because you had a corporate client in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. You had to be there for their setup. We did conference world, right? Conference
1: work where you are DJing at like eight in the morning. Yikes. And you're stepping up to your turntables and somebody's looking at you like, don't you dare. (laughs) Don't you dare oomts me at eight <laughs> in the morning. Please don't me. I am not here for your oomts
0: People don't want to be oomts. First, first of all, first of all, this is the truth of it. When a, you're in a corporate environment or in a church environment, th- these two groups of people is rare that these people want to oomts, oomts at all. Not to <laughs> mention in the morning, right? Oh but man. like when Matt is DJing in nightlife people came to a venue, a mm-hmm. bar, a place to have a good time. They like, oops me till the cows come home. Mm-hmm. But we would go into some other <laughs> spaces where they indeed did not want to have a good time, specifically. No. So I think a part of the lesson that I feel like I learned that um, I had to start doing when I was traveling by myself and then that we had to incorporate when we were traveling together was realizing like just because the gig is at 10... Doesn't mean that we need to let them book us the six a.m. flight Mm-mm. and and be up at three a.m. so we can get to the airport by by four o'clock and slide right in. You know, I think we both have had to learn how to give ourselves more margin in time. Right, start flying in the night before, start giving ourselves a little more time. Mm-hmm. So at first we were doing that for our own sakes as mm-hmm. a as a, an element of self care. But then it also turned out to be more fun <laughs> in some of the cities we went to. <laughs> right. Yeah. Because then you didn't just breeze through Chicago, for example, mm-hmm. and like miss out on all the food that's you're, there. You're
1: enjoying a city. You're getting to know a city by its food and by its art and whatever the scene is there in that city. Yeah.
0: I think. I think one of the things that I missed the most about not having not not being on the road now, like we were pre-pandemic, is I missed the traveling. But I think what I figured out now that we've had, we've done a little bit of traveling, you know, for gigs and otherwise. But I think what I realize now is that I, I missed the traveling, but maybe not all of the hustle and bustle of the gigs as much. And so that did kind of bring to my mind. And I think we've tried to practice this a little bit more now when we travel, like actually going places just because we want to go to that city. We want to mm-hmm. like, even if we go there and have some meetings or something like, but we want to actually like enjoy the city and not feel in a rush. So yep. we wanted to run down for y'all a few of our favorite food cities that we've traveled to. I, I do want to start with Chicago, which... That's my favorite. To be fair, you all have heard some tales about Chicago already because (laughs) we told y'all in a previous episode Uh, about a not-so-great trip to Chicago, but I think we alluded that we were going to come back to you, Chicago, because that trip did not go great, but we had a lot of other subsequent trips that went amazing.
1: Yeah, more than made up for itself, for sure.
0: First of all, Chicago pizza... I, I I I hear you, New Yorkers. I hear you, you know, grumbling in the background. I hear you being like, "Is it pizza?" I, I've literally heard one of you New Yorkers say to me, "Oh, you had Chicago pizza? You mean lasagna?" And I'm not, <laughs> I'm not fighting with y'all. They're not, I'm not wrong. Fighting. I'm not fighting with y'all Kinda. about that. I'm pretty much telling y'all that I am eating the pizza in Chicago and New York, but we're going to talk about Chicago pizza first. New Yorkers, we're going to get to y'all, okay? Don't worry about it. We'll get to y'all, because I'm not giving no votes (laughs) today. (laughs) (laughs) Who got the best pizza? Chicago pizza, it's delicious. I... It's delicious. Lou Malnati's, delicious. Mm. Giordano's, mm-hmm. we also had. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's another one. Oh, Gino's East.
1: Yeah, that was the first one we went oh, to. Oh, okay. That was the first one. And then Lou Malnati's, that was the one that I learned the hard way that it's not Illuminati's pizza. <laughs> because I was walking out of the hotel and I asked the guy at the door, I said, hey man, uh, which way to Illuminati's pizza? And boy, they had a good laugh at me. <laughs>
0: That was pretty funny. Yeah, they got. I was me. like, because you said it to me one time, and like, if 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 you're hearing Illuminati's really fast, your mind, your your brain replaces it with like what you're assuming it is, which is Illuminati's. Mm-hmm. So I think you said it to me, and I was like, what did he just say? And then <laughs> and then y'all, the other thing y'all can't see because we're on audio right now is my husband has a very good straight face also. I feel like over the years of our marriage, you know, he's learned to alert me or let me know when he's being funny. But I'm pretty sure through at least the first two years of us being married, there was a lot of times that he was being funny. And I did not know he was being funny because he was straight facing me. So in the moment he said Illuminati's the first time, I looked at him and he didn't look back at me like he was saying anything funny to me. So I was like, I think he meant to say something funny. And Mm. he just like letting it lie with me. So we got outside the hotel and he said it. And they were like, What'd you say? <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh. I thought he was playing. You know, I also
1: being this other man that I am, I do have a bit of an enunciation problem. Mm. It's just one long word with no syllable, none in there. And, <laughs> and so I just, might just slammed it all together. My bad, y'all. Lou Malnati's mm-hmm. is delicious.
0: Mm-hmm. Delicious. Love that. Love that. We also um, have had some friends, shout out to our friends who live in Chicago. We had some friends actually send us Chicago pizza mm-hmm. Um, because there's one of the the pizza restaurants there that you can you can ship it to to friends yeah, that, that don't live there Incredible and it came to us frozen and it was like a little personal one and all we had to do was like put it in the oven Y'all yes. Yes to Chicago pizza
1: technology at its finest.
0: I went to Chicago I think we went to Chicago a couple of times and only ate the pizza never had time to both eat the pizza and the hot dogs mm, yeah so we finally were able to make time to go to Portillo's and y'all y'all know that I went a lot of years without eating hot dogs because mm-hmm. of what we discussed about food poisoning Ooh-wee. in a previous episode so y'all know it took me some years to heal up from that before I could even approach a hot dog. Mm-hmm. So that's probably also why we went mm-hmm. to Chicago but didn't eat hot dogs. Right. That makes but sense. One time we went and we we got there early enough before the gig that we had time to eat two meals. <laughs> <laughs> Cause once once you get in the building, especially if you're there for like a conference or mm-hmm. for a church thing, once you get in the building, you're 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 pretty much stuck with whatever the food is yeah. that they have whatever there. Whatever the craft
1: services table is. Yeah. yeah, Um.
0: Mm-hmm. and Matt using craft, craft services there is him being very kind to oh. some of these places that we were. This This oh. food here... This ain't this, this ain't what you want. When you're in a you're in a food city, you're typically not getting that nah. at the event. So we came in early, Baked got our Chicago pizza The Kind of
1: painted on brown live. Listen, guys. No, y'all,
0: y'all know what them green beans look like. Y'all know <laughs> when I said them green beans. Y'all know, y'all know what they is. So we went to Portillo's and I have to say, even honestly, the Chicago hot dog I had that gave me food poisoning was delicious. It was. <laughs> It, it did not give me any indication. Nah. That it was gonna make me sick like that.
1: Nah, that one snuck up on us because no. it was it was great.
0: So we went to Portillo's and I felt really had the true experience. Yeah. I mean, the little poppy seeds on the hot dog bun. Amazing. I'm gonna let y'all know that Chicago hot dogs inspired me to buy celery salt from my own house. Do y'all understand? <laughs> Matt and I actually did a date night one night where we tried to make Chicago hot dogs at home. We tried it. Like we did a date night in. We did uh, specifically, we did okay. It wasn't so bad. I mean, part of it is like you ain't got it's it's the same to me as Philly, which we'll get to in a minute, but it's the same as trying to redo like a hoagie. It's mm-hmm. like some of it is the bread that is yeah. native to there yeah. in Philly. And I do think the hot dogs in Chicago are the same. Yeah. But we tried it, but that celery salt, I'll mm. I'll put that shit on everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Is there any other food you can remember? Because I know we're going to talk coffee in a second, but any other food that you can remember from Chicago? I don't know yes. why. Yes?
1: Yes. Okay. Okay. First of all, I don't know if you want to talk about the girl and the goat.
0: Oh, we do need to talk about, the girl, the, girl the, talk about okay. the girl
1: and the goat. But before we talk about the girl and the goat, the first time we couldn't get into the girl and the goat, mm-hmm. we didn't understand the level of what type of reservations you needed to make. So we had to go to the Little Goat Diner. Come
0: on. Come on and bring that. in. Yes. I've still got a
1: picture somewhere
0: mm-hmm.
1: of this sandwich that I got from there. It was like a burger that had like lamb on top of meat on mm-hmm. top of pork. Like it was three or four
0: stacks high. Mm-hmm.
1: It was still to this day, that might've been the best thing I've ever ate in my life.
0: I am so glad that you brought this up because that that is that that's one of the things I love about Chicago as a food city is that you have some like I, I don't know how to describe it but it cuz to me it's still like we're always joking about the word gourmet. It's like I think <laughs> in Chicago like all of the food could be considered gourmet but like you have like what would be considered like your street food that you could eat in Chicago. Your your pizza, hot dogs, tacos, things like that that are typically not like breaking the bank for you, right? Mm -hmm. But they're amazing. But then in Chicago, you also have, like, some really, you know, amazing chefs Mm -hmm. who have restaurants there, and you're getting to, like, experience that. Okay, I want to shout out Stephanie. Stephanie, I I think we're Izard. I'm trying to confirm if that is correct, but I know her first name, Stephanie, and I know I found out about her from watching Top Chef. Shout out to any of you who are Top Chef fans listening. And so she was on my list for that reason, because I think if I'm remembering right, she was the first woman to ever win Top Chef. So we were very determined. And when we were like, oh, no, we can't get in the girl and the goat, because apparently at that time you had to have reservations like way, 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 way in advance. Mm -hmm. And then we were like, oh, well, I guess we can go to the little goat diner. And boy...
1: (laughs) Was not disappointed.
0: Oh, the little goat was delicious. I I think we actually went back to Chicago and went to the little goat diner on purpose. (laughs) Yeah, that (laughs) sandwich
1: was that good. (laughs) It
0: was so good. I'm still thinking about it. the french fries were either soaked in beef fat... Maybe that's what it is. Or or they were cooked in... Whatever it was, y'all, normally, I would not necessarily ask Mm. for anything that was soaked in beef fat or whatever fat it was. But I'm going to tell you all right now, that French fry threatened to change my life.
1: Let me tell you, I'm really full right now because Amina woke up this morning and decided she wanted pancakes because she's had to deprive herself of some good food. So we went out and got pancakes this morning and she could only eat one. So, you know, I ate the other two. So I'm over here full, but I would eat that sandwich and those fries, right? And Full Boy. as I am. okay. Amazing!
0: Oh, it was so delicious. Like, y'all, I'm not going to talk about this very long, but I'm going to tell you, when you get in your 40s, you start having to go get your checkups and get all your blood work monitored. And then your doctor come back and be like, "Mm, blood sugar's a little high. So now, y'all, y'all know how much I love carbohydrates. And I'm basically having to monitor right now in order to help my blood sugars get to a healthy level. I'm having to monitor, like, the carbs that I eat, like... Y'all, I don't want to monitor that. I just Mm -mm. want to eat as much of them as I want to. (laughs) Hence why we are talking about these food cities so that I can live vicariously through our past lives that we had.
1: Oh, man. We used to go in and just, whatever it was.
0: Enjoyed all of it. Mm -hmm. Please.
1: All the M&Ms in the green room. Okay. (laughs)
0: All the, all the brownie bites, because there was always a little brownie bite in the green room somewhere. Always a brownie from bite. From Kroger somewhere, Coke, Publix. Whole drink. Remember drinking a whole can oh, of Coke? Oh, man, a whole can of Coke, y'all, with a bag of chips and a cookie. Like, what? man, that was the time. a time. Also, we ended up back in Chicago close to my birthday for a gig, and we still weren't able to get reservations. We tried to get reservations mm-hmm. again for The Girl and the Goat and weren't able to get reservations, but I did enough internet sleuthing to discover that if you were there when the girl and the goat opened, that they had a certain number of seats that were like first-come, 1st serve. So imagine y'all that this restaurant opens at five. And I think we got there at 4.30 and there were already people in line. Yeah. So we were one of the last people to get the first seats. Like they had like bar seats and then please and then they had like a long table that was kind of like out like on the sidewalk but sort of their like sidewalk patio mm-hmm. and that was my my birthday dinner um that year that we got to eat at girl and the goat so mm. shout out to Stephanie yo mm. you did that honey mm. big shout out to chicago that brings me to Yes,
1: I do have another Chicago edition.
0: Okay, because yes,
1: this might just be a Chicago episode. Okay, because <laughs> we haven't even gotten to the coffee yet. To
0: the coffee yet.
1: <laughs> but I just got to make an addition. Okay, that steakhouse we went to. Yo. Uh-huh.
0: Yo, we do have to talk about this. Maybe this is a Chicago episode uh-huh. because I have forgotten about the good times.
1: And we haven't even gotten to... Chicago also has a food truck scene. Yeah, Remember the food trucks? We That's tra- true. Oh,
0: but that steakhouse. Gibson's. That one. Gibson's Steakhouse. I feel like in a previous episode, y'all, I told y'all about sometimes I met celebrities. I think I did at that time, I met a celebrity episode, and I talked about meeting Tasha Smith. So for further background on that, we will put the, the links to that episode in the show notes. So if you haven't listened to it, you can go back into the archives and listen to this. But in short, we got a gig in Chicago for this is another Valentine's Day. <laughs> we've told y'all, we've told y'all a couple of other road stories that were near Valentine's Day. And like mm-hmm. we had a Valentine's Day in Vegas. So we got booked for like the suburbs of Chicago mm-hmm. on the 15th, I think, mm-hmm. of February. So we decided to fly in on the 14th, and our plan was to go, I th- I still think we couldn't get reservations to the girl and the goat. Mm-hmm. So I think we had made reservations for like a special, like, prefix menu they were doing at the Little Goat Diner. I think you're right. Okay, so I randomly ended up getting upgraded to first class, and only one of us could sit. And so Matt was like, you go. Please. So I ended up Enjoy. sitting next to actress, director, comedian, Tasha Smith, who is just a wonderful person, yeah. As you meet her in person, um, and obviously she is a hilarious and artful person in all of the work that she has done over the years. So I meet her on this flight. We have a wonderful chat, wonderful Black girl chat about what her 40s are like and, you know, things that she's learning in her professional life. And I'm just there, like, soaking in all the information. So right as we're about to get on the plane, she puts her number in my phone and she's like... What, well, it's Valentine's Day. What are you and your husband doing? And I was like, oh, we were going to go into this restaurant. She was like, you need to come eat with me. And she, was like, and she was like, you know, ask your husband, ask your husband. So as soon as we're exiting the plane, she's like, ask your husband and text me. So y'all, just the weirdness of like, you've met a celebrity now. And she <laughs> put her number in my phone and was like, just text me. Like that whole thing like like had me like, huh? So by the time Matt and I meet up after we get out of the plane and I'm like, hey, So, I was sitting next to Tasha Smith on (laughs) the flight, and she said she wanted us to go to dinner with her on Valentine's Day. And Matt was like, oh, yes, absolutely, yes. Like, we're gonna cancel them other reservations. Cool. Because he was like, in what other lifetime are we gonna get to sit and have Valentine's Day dinner with Tasha Smith? Mm -mm. In what other life? So, y'all, it was kind of snowy and cold. It was, you're right. And we were staying... I feel like we must have been staying not far from where that place was. I really can't Mm -hmm. remember now, y'all, what we were doing. Anyway, she gave us the the address for the restaurant, which, for those of you that aren't from Chicago, Gibson's is like an old-school, like, classic, really, really great steakhouse in Chicago. Pictures of
1: all the celebrities covering the wall, lots of Michael Jordan pictures on the wall, like, And it was
0: packed, obviously, because it was literally Valentine's Day, okay? So we walk in there... To hang out with Tasha and two of her friends, and y'all. First of all, the the slight anxieties that you have when you're eating with people who are not in your tax bracket.
1: <laughs>
0: uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. I can run.
1: I can jog a little bit, but I don't. I don't know. I can run like you.
0: It's a lot of. It's like. When you're with people who are outside of your tax bracket, there's a lot of ordering without money considerations. Mm-hmm, there's mm-hmm. a lot of them being like, "Oh, you have to try this." So when the waiter comes, you didn't get a word in. They mm-hmm. were like, "They were like, oh, we gonna have this, we gonna get this. a bottle of this, let's uh-huh. try this." Oh, they have to taste that, and they'll ask the waiter, "Don't you recommend such and such?" And the waiter will say, "Oh, yes." And they'll say, "Yes, and those." So before you know it, like five or six dishes and got ordered, all um, of them. So we are gonna um.
1: You're looking forward to is, trying, uh...
0: but you're like, uh. So Matt and I just look at each other, and I can tell. By the look in her eyes, we've just decided. We all in. If this whole thing gets split evenly (laughs) among us, like this is what we're doing. Go for it. This is our this is our time for a treat. It's an opportunity. Okay, so Tasha is mainly vegetarian. She's pescatarian sometimes. So we had like a little bit of seafood dishes. Yeah. But you ordered. A steak, yeah, because was, right? was
1: a steakhouse. and I, I'm pretty sure. I because usually I like to find out, you know, when you with vegetarian, but she did invite us to a steakhouse, you know what I'm saying? So there was some conversation about it's it cool, you know, she's doing it for these reasons, whatever. So yeah, I was like, uh, steaks, and you know, I. Growing up, you know, you grow up, shout out to, you know, the Sizzler, people growing up shout growing a Sizzler. <laughs> and then, you know, there was a certain um, time in my life that, you know, you upgrade the Longhorn. Mm-hmm, you're like, okay, uh-huh. Longhorn. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I lived in Dallas for a while and they had some nice steakhouses out there, you know what I'm saying? So you, you end up at some steakhouse eating some, you know, pretty decent pieces of beef, you know what I mean, and stuff. And you kind of learn the difference between this cut and that cut. And you're like, okay, I kind of kind of got an idea, and, you know, and I, I got to the place where I know that, you know, you order it the steak medium. Is that. Or if you're at a really nice restaurant, you go ahead and go for that medium rare. Or, you know what I mean? If you're at adventurous, I am. Go for that rare. You know, so I've kind of crept down the line of learning how to order. But I wasn't prepared for this place. <laughs> <laughs> they brought out some pieces of meat. Mm-hmm. And you got to go, oh, yeah, I'll take that. Like, you're looking at these very thick cut, very it looked like a little wood thing full of just art pieces. And you're like, oh, that's beautiful. Without all the way. I asked a few questions and, you know, tried to navigate my way through it. But I was like, I'll take uh, that one. <laughs> and that was my first experience of something like that. But, you know, you try to act like, yeah, 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 common. Yeah, cool. Oh, you brought it out to me. Yes, I will have that one. Thank you. Normal things.
0: Definitely try to act like you've been places. It's, <laughs> been it's very places. it's very hard to act like you've been places yeah. when you're someplace where you ain't been.
1: <laughs> you know, you know I, I still keep a thing in the back of my head is the voice of my mother in the grocery store going, don't you embarrass me. That's it. That time when you're acting up as a little kid mm-hmm. and you're asking for all the toys in the grocery store or whatever, the candy, whatever it is. She's like, stop, no don't you embarrass me and you're like oh and so I I just keep that that little voice in the back sometimes I don't listen to it let's be honest (laughs) it's there (laughs) anyway so ordered the steak turned out to be the most delicious piece of it it was a fantastic experience but what was funny uh, even about that was that here was what at the time would have been the most expensive piece of meat I'd ever purchased in my life and it was so big I couldn't eat all of it in one setting. So had to bring it back to the hotel. Once we get back to the hotel, the level of hotel... Well, I mean, most hotels. Most hotels don't have, like, a full fridge. It just had the little mini fridge.
0: Yeah, that is what's funny about the level of hotel because the nicer the hotel, the less they're going to have a fridge and a microwave. Right. A lower star hotel would have the a little fridge. fridge and the microwave. Yeah. So we got back and got a fit oh brontosaurus <laughs> steak you got from gibson's and then tasha's friend that was with us it was her birthday dinner
1: right so we That's all right. she wanted all
0: of us to like order cake and the yeah. cake was like diner size like if y'all have been it to those diner size pieces multi-layer
1: of cake. piece of cake huge
0: yikes so imagine us going back to this room And I don't remember what you did with that steak in the morning or if you just ate it cold. What did you do? I remember because
1: I remember, first of all, put it in that (laughs) mini fridge and being like this, even the amount of piece of meat left is still more costly than this fridge is sitting in. (laughs) (laughs) And I know that I put it on a a little, I think I put it on a napkin. That's what I, I might put on a couple of, Put it in Because I don't want to put the styrofoam... Because it was one of those styrofoam. Yeah, we'll that yeah, yeah. Microwave. So I put that... But then I remember I put it back in the styrofoam... And and used uh, plastic utensils Boy. to cut... Because I didn't even have a steak that time. So mean, <laughs> but man, it was good that next day too. <laughs> the cake, everything. And we had to eat it because we were flying out the next day.
0: Yeah, I think that's right. Because I think I think we were... Wherever we were staying... We were going to go to the gig because it was like a chapel at a college or something. Yeah. And then right after that, we were flying out. So we weren't coming back to the hotel. Right. So I just remember us like scarfing down cake for breakfast and you eating your steak. I forgot that you warmed it up on a napkin. That's <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> okay, well, this gives us a good space to talk about coffee. So let's talk about coffee in Chicago. What were your uh, coffee discoveries? Growing up,
1: coffee was always my dad's drink, so I was never into it. I was more of a sweet tea and Kool Aid man myself. And so, um, you know, I remember something
0: about sweet tea and Kool Aid man myself is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> it sa- it sounds so it sounds so dignified. It sounds like if someone's like, "Oh no, not Merlot for me. I'm a Cabernet. No, I'm." I'm I'm more of a sweet tea Kool-Aid man myself. But if you say it
1: confident and with a straight face <laughs> and don't let nobody know you're joking, they're like, oh, that's slick. Then they run it back in their mind. And they're, they're like, wait, wait a minute. Wait, what? what do he say? <laughs> <laughs> What'd you say? <laughs> so anyways, you know, I remember in my 20s, uh, friends started getting jobs at Starbucks. You know, so you're there. Let me try it. Okay. And then you're going to the late night diners with your friends because you're old enough to stay out and all that stuff. And so I was, I got to where I was like pouring the sugar, all the sugar in there, all the milk, all the everything. And then the more we were traveling, uh, the more I started tasting really good coffee. And Chicago was one of those cities. Uh, Intelligentsia is a wonderful. Yeah. Coffee roaster in Chicago, that I started seeing it more and more. When I would see that that logo somewhere, I'd be like, let's go. And and most of those coffee shops uh start getting into the they are more of what you would think of as like the snooty coffee shops. Sure. Which, you know, still to, to this day, um, there's a couple of uh industries where you're typically not gonna come across someone who's excited to see you. <laughs> One being uh, audio tech, sound mm-hmm. people in the you know they are running sound for live events, and I get it. You got a lot of things coming at you, got you. So I've learned over the years, I'm gonna be as nice to you as possible and as warm to you, and I'm gonna have as much conversation as you want to have because you got a lot going on. And usually, personality wise, you, you got you know keep it moving, bro. And so cool, I will because I I'm an extrovert. I I talk to everybody and. The other people uh service industry I've learned that about would be uh coffee baristas. <laughs> I don't
0: nah, I don't
1: understand that one as much. <laughs> Maybe it's, you know, all day long you're on your feet, and you're tired. Talk- I'm I'm sure there's a reason. But it seems to be that it's especially um the the better of a coffee spot it is, the less of a conversation it is. Yeah.
0: Don't you walk in here talking about no Venti Grande. Oh, you will be shunned right now. I have been shunned. Do in not. a coffee shop asking for a tall. The, the mm, barista literally just stared at me until I embarrassed myself. <laughs> no.
1: Do, do, do not walk in there and order a macchiato no. and wonder why it's not big like the macchiato at Starbucks. <laughs> why is it so small? Because the macchiato is actually... But you you learn those things. Yeah. And I, I'm i pretty sure that like those intelligentsia coffee shops were the ones where you walk in and you basically you have a few things you can order and there's not really modifications. And so I think walking into those coffee shops and ordering just coffee, I started learning, oh, that's what coffee from this region tastes
0: like.
1: Oh, that's what coffee from this region tastes like. That's Mm -hmm. what, you know, and then flash forward to us uh, going to the Dominican Republic that time and we're up in the mountains and, Planting coffee beans and seeing how it's done and drinking how they made it in that big pot. And it's amazing. You know, that that whole journey of just getting to where now, I just really love coffee. It's part of my, like, daily, like, the one thing in my day that's probably the same because everything in my day could be totally different from one day to the next. Right. But the one thing about most of my days, I'm going to start out with a good cup of coffee and intelligentsia. Yeah.
0: Shout out to that. Let's let's do a quick round of Coffee City shout outs, and then we gonna come back in another episode and tell y'all more about some other cities. But other cities that you can remember, cities or places, because some of the places, I'm like, I can't remember the exact cities we were in always, but uh, some other places you would say deserve the coffee shout out. We talked about Chicago. Where Portland. else? Portland, Oregon deserves the coffee shout out. Stumptown. Mm-hmm. I will say uh, D.C., Yo. I found some
1: really good coffee in DC Yo. along the way. Uh in the D- the DMV area. Um I would say of Texas Austin.
0: Yeah, agreed. Austin. Agreed. Um
1: Atlanta has really become a great.
0: Yeah, that's coffee true. Shop. I mean
1: Portrait, whoa. Yeah. Like I really love their work. Perk? Perk. Perk yeah. is like that's one of good my favorite too. spots. If if you're going to meet me and grab a cup of coffee in the ATL, we probably go on the park. Yo, you know
0: hodgepodge I mean? in Atlanta. It's hodgepodge. definitely like urban grind. like and urban then Urban grind
1: ah, like, on the Beltline now. So
0: many things. That's what I'm saying. You can't not say,
1: now you can't not say ATL. Yeah.
0: Well,
1: I already said the Dominican Republic. Yeah. But when we went to Costa Rica. Yo. I know it's not a city. But when we went to Costa Rica, that's where I really fell in love with the pour over.
0: Yeah. Which is
1: my, you know, I use a Chemex now. Yeah. And the pour over has become my, like, go-to coffee now.
0: Yeah. And for a while, I was traveling back and forth to Rwanda a lot uh, with an organization I was partnering with there. Yes. And so oh. um, Matt never got Ooh. to go with me, but... Rwanda is a huge location to be getting amazing coffee, just amazing farmers out there, amazing coffee roasting. So um, when we would be getting ready to go to the airport, um, our our friends that were with us from the organization would like drive us up to where this particular coffee roaster was. And we would like get the bag when it was still warm. I would like bring it home like that to Matt, because I'm not. I'm 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 on the other side of the coffee situation where I'm like, yes, I would like a little bit of coffee with my raspberry swirls and whip and <laughs> you know whatever graham cracker stuff. You know, like I want all the other Could stuff with coffee
1: like in my coffee? a little
0: bit of coffee. That's that's my vibe. So I would bring home those coffee beans for Matt. Mm-hmm. So my hope is that as we continue on in our life that we can go to most of the coffee epicenters in the world and get a chance to like travel around and taste coffee as far as where it's grown there as well as being mm-hmm. able to taste the places that have like really innovated into how coffee is brewed and how mm-hmm. it gets made and the flavors and all that. So that's on our 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 travel bucket list. Yes,
1: mm-hmm. it is.
0: Love to see it. Mm-hmm. All right, well, we got some more um food stuff to talk about with y'all. So come back next week and Listen to us regale you with other amazing food things to do when you travel. Next time. See y'all soon. produced by Matt Owen for Soul Graffiti Productions, as a part of the Seneca Women Podcast Network in partnership with iHeartRadio. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast.